Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. It's time to support your favorite MLB superstars and let your voice be heard with the 2024 MLB All-Star Ballot presented by BuildSubmarines.com. Oh! That's right. You get to help choose the starting lineups for the Midsummer Classic and decide who represents your team at the MLB All-Star Game presented by MasterCard this summer in Arlington. He makes the play! So make your picks today at MLB.com slash vote. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gilly, you guys with us. 215-592-9494. We'll get back to all the calls here. Eagles Super Bowl window, and one more big move for the Phillies here. Should it be to re-sign Wheeler or go get a big free agent? Speaking of the Phillies, spring training underway. We heard from Wheeler yesterday. Topper's going to be on tomorrow morning with Howard Eskin during his show, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, and big expectations this year. So we thought, you know what, let's talk to a guy who knows a lot about the Phillies, expectations, everything baseball, the former Phil. And now you see him, Foul Territory is the podcast. I see it on YouTube. It's a great show with Kratz, Eric Kratz, and some former big league players. He joins us right now. Eric, how you doing today? Eric. Freaking awesome. How are y'all? Pretty good, pretty good. So, Eric, you know, the Phillies didn't do a whole lot in the offseason. But do you think they're, that they're a good enough team to contend, even though they didn't make a whole lot of moves? Absolutely. They didn't need to do a whole lot of moves. They actually – added a the one of the best free agent starters at below market price based on what I think Blake Snell is going to get here soon in Aaron Nola. And quite frankly, he's more consistent and he has better numbers. He's been in Philly for a while, so everybody knows, you know, all his shortcomings. But that's the beauty of being in one city. You're always going to only be as good as your worst season. Eric, how good do you think the Phillies are? We, we all know they're good, and they're going to probably you know, almost certainly be a playoff team. It's interesting when you look at some of the odds because the Braves are clearly the favorite in the NL East. The Dodgers are clearly the favorite to be the best team in all of baseball. And the Phillies are kind of like you look at some of the odds and win totals, third best team in the NL, but there's a pretty big gap there. Eric, at times the Phillies look like the best team, like when they get hot in the, in the, early in the playoffs. But early in seasons they've struggled and they've been behind the eight ball. Eric, when you look at this team – how good are they? Are they a 90-plus win team? Are they generally in the eight? Like When you look at the Phillies, how good do you think they can be? World Series champions. I, I truly believe it. I mean, you, you understand the last two years, they were a couple wins away from getting the job done. And it's essentially, it's essentially the same team. It is the same team. This team is has the best top-to-bottom bullpen and starting rotation in baseball numbers whatever you're looking at it is they are the top pitching staff in the game with a lineup that has a lot of diversity and ability to hurt you in different ways i think the last piece they need to add is a right-handed bat kind of like a whit merrifield who can move around a little bit a tommy fam i don't know that they get a whit merrifield because there's less playing time because a lot of the spots are, are solidified. You know, that would be more of like a, you know, convincing him to come in and hit his 280 with about a 330 on base percentage and about a 400, 450 slugging percentage. I think that's the last piece that they need. And then they just get over the hump. A lot of teams are like, well, you know, you can't just make the playoffs. You got to be a world. Series. This team will make the playoffs. 
And when they're in, because of the, how good their staff is, top to bottom, one through 13, one through 12, however many they carry on the team, they'll be rested enough to be able to have the success in, in the postseason like they've had. Other teams kind of, they dominate, but they really dominate with their top three in the rotation and their top three in the bullpen, and then they hope it works out in the postseason. Yeah, and we know how good they can be in the postseason. Two years in a row making big runs here. Eric, one of the question marks we answer spring training, there's not many because, like you said, they're, they're pretty loaded. They have a, a rotation that seems pretty set right now unless they do decide to add someone. They have a lineup that seven or eight spots, there's no question, is going to start. The one question, Eric, and it's going to be a big, big spotlight in spring training, is Johan Rojas. What do you think of the, the young center fielder? Defensively, it's eye-popping. But offensively, in the playoffs, he really felt like he was a little bit, you know, swimming in the deep end there. What do you think of Rojas, and can they carry him because of the defense, even if he doesn't hit much? Man, that is – you're not talking about somebody who's just a little bit above average on defense. You're talking about if he were to play every game in center field, he possibly would win a platinum glove, let alone a gold glove in center field. Premium position. We're talking like – Shane Victorino style out there. The issue is he did hit like Shane Victorino right-handed, not the best, but I think in the playoffs, he kind of went away from what ha- what gave him success in the regular season. As a young player, you can see it. His physical size is not there. Is he ever going to grow into a 15 home run player? I don't know. You look at Bryson Stott, he's not physically imposing, but He's learned to hit the ball out of the ballpark. So as Rojas came up, I remember his first – His first, I was at the game where he got his first big league hit. It was a bunt past the pitcher. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him do that one time in the postseason. People would be like, oh, you know, Kratz loves the bunt or the Phillies hate the bunt. That's why it's not – no, it's about how does he mitigate what he can't do yet in the big leagues, which is size and driving the ball, which – you are just, that's all you're, you're fighting against guys in the postseason who, who hit the ball out of the ballpark. And when that doesn't happen, you're bringing in the best relievers, and they're going to just annihilate guys who don't do that. So you have to be able to just play your game. And I, and I think another year under his belt, I think he'll be able to make that adjustment. I think the hitting coaches and, and Topper and everybody will make that adjustment. And he'll have – I mean, he possibly could hit 300 with his speed and his ability to make contact – during the regular season. You know, we were talking about earlier, like Zach Wheeler's up for a contract, and, and he would like to get it done before the st- season starts. How, talk about a little bit how could that potentially be distracting if it doesn't get, get, get done, or, for instance, if they decide, you know what, we're going to wait to the end of the year. Ah, oh, man. How, how could it be distracting? I mean, it, it, you know how it is. You, like, if, you know, pros are pros, and Zach Wheeler's a pro – He pitches through injuries. He pitches through games where he doesn't have his best stuff. He's going to go out there and give you everything he has. And some people would say, you know, negative people would say, oh, it's going to be a team distraction. Nobody else, nobody else on the team cares if he doesn't have, he's not extended. They might be like, hey, bro, I would love to have you back this year. But in a Zach Wheeler sense, like think about what a Zach Wheeler on a contract year could do like this dude might knuckle down and win a Cy Young this year, but Mm -hmm. I see it getting done. My thing would be, I'd love to see it get done in the next week because if it's not, 
they're still a pretty good starting pitcher out there. And if Zach doesn't want to pay, get paid by the Phillies, might as well, might as well get ahead of the curve and get the best starting pitcher available. Unless you're going to go after Max Freed next off season, which I think Blake Snell is going to be cheaper than Max Freed. Whether he's better or not is is another another decision. Yeah, well, that's it's also a hedge too, right? Like if if they end up signing yep. a, a Snell or a Montgomery, they have some more leverage there in the Zach Wheeler talks. Eric Kratz joining us here as we talk some Philly spring training underway down there at Clearwater pitchers and catchers. The position players trickling in. Eric, what did you think last year? I know it was a smaller sample, but what was your uh, your observations of Bryce Harper, the first baseman? I was surprised. I you know I, I figured he could do it eventually because he's a great athlete. He's catcher as a kid, out, good outfielder. But I was surprised at how quickly he seemed to take to it. I still think some of those plays, like those instinct plays to throw the ball to second, that will take time. But I, I was pretty impressed. What did you think? He's he's a super athlete. I mean, anytime some kid's going at 16 years old, 16 years old to go play in junior college, he's been that he's been that freak athlete for a while. He doesn't look like the smoothest first baseman over there, but he's going to work at it and he's going to figure it out. My biggest my biggest concern, and I talked to a couple guys on the team last year, was, and it might sound, especially to Hugh, it might sound like a soft baseball player, but <laughs> that back acting up. When you're standing at first base, it is way different. And people are like, wow, what does it matter? You stand in right field. You're standing and you're moving in different directions. I hope this year now he has a full spring training to get himself in, quote, baseball shape where you can stand at first base, you can turn, you can make those stops and pivots that you don't make in the outfield, and that he can stay healthy through that. Because I think that bat kind of acted up a little bit when he, was, when he was going through it as he transitioned to playing first base. But as far as physical skills, he's got it. No, I can I, I can tell you right now. I definitely understand the whole back situation. Just <laughs> I, I I'm not mad at you for that. Yeah, it's a serious serious deal. Yeah, and he's so. had the back issues for Eric. Or let's end with this, and we appreciate you hopping on. Of course, Eric Kratz, former Phil now a foul territory. Check it out YouTube, the podcast there. It's a really good show, Eric. I, it's like a rule on WIP. It's our it's our favorite debate. We can't get into a season or go through it without it. So I'm going to throw it at you, Eric Kratz. You are the Phillies manager. You take over for Rob Thompson for a day. Who is your leadoff hitter? Because they've had a lot of success with Kyle Schwarber, Schwartz. but they signed Trey Turner, and a lot of people say Schwarber doesn't look like a leadoff hitter. What are we doing? Who would you lead off if you were writing out the Phillies lineup? Well, do you want to win? That's yes. That's my question. Yes, I want to win. you want to win? Kyle Schwarber. He only leads off one time a game. The first time up, he only leads off one time a game. After that, he is just coming up whenever the other guys make out. Like – that is your leadoff hitter. He's going to get 52, according to Bill James and the Sabermetricians notebook. He's going to get 52 extra at-bats a season. And at the rate that he hits home runs, I think last year it was like 12 or 13 at-bats per home run. That's four extra homers. Four. That could win you the game and put you into the playoffs or win the division. So Kyle Schwarber, hands down, don't even don't don't get it twisted. You do not want Kevin Stocker hitting leadoff ahead of Kyle Schwarber. You want the big fella with a 400 on base percentage, 360 on base percentage, whatever he is, because Trey Turner can drive him in from the parking lot. So big Schwarbs. Love it, Eric. Appreciate you hopping on. Appreciate en- you. Enjoy uh, baseball coming back, and uh, I'll be, we'll all be checking out the podcast. Foul territory. Thank you, Eric.
Thanks for having me on. I love listening, boys. There Thanks he goes. Appreciate Eric Kratz, former Phil. How about that? Ten years in the big leagues. He knows his stuff. Kyle Schwarber, leadoff hitter. I'm going to – I think we should, I'm going to steal that yeah, one. You're going to pat your stuff uh, on the back. You that, like that one. Well, no, I'm just going to yeah. use that every time someone fights me on it. Like, you want to win? Schwarber. He's the leadoff hitter. Uh, that A couple things are interesting there, and we'll get back to your phone calls there. He, that, the Bryce Harper first base and the one concern he has about his back, because I think the idea, Hugh, is Bryce will be healthier at first base, mm-hmm. right? He hurt his arm throwing from the outfield. First base could be a little bit easier on his body as he ages. But that was an interesting perspective. It's, it's, you know, he's had back issues, and it's way more movement. You're always moving at first base. Yeah. In the outfield, you could just stand around for a while. Yeah, and, and, and being able to, to, to like, bend down and, you know, standing there and being the quick, jerky movements, yeah, that could be a little bit of an issue. And, that, and, and to his point, that's not, that's not being soft. I mean, we all have, like, you know, professional athletes. The back issues are some of the biggest issues that you have when you're playing professional yeah. sports. Well, it's, so, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, that's it's kind of the under-the-radar thing about Bryce because he's had big issues, right, the elbow when he got hit and all that stuff. But that back thing's been like a just a thing for years. Hopefully it's all good there. All right, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. You can react to what Eric said, especially the Schwarber thing. I mean, he gets it. He's the leadoff hitter for this team. Even though Howard's, Makes sense to me. Howard's wrong on that one. I mean, we know. So what do we think? Tomorrow when Howard has uh, Topper on at 8 o'clock, is he I'm going to? i to say that, that, that uh, Schwartz is not leading. No, he's going to try to convince him it's Stott and Turner. You know, Howard is an ass. Yeah, I mean, we know that. And, and I'm, I imagine Rob Thompson will take his lineup once he gives it to him. And once the interview ends, what do you think he's going to do with that lineup? He's going to keep it in his office? or uh, Crumple it. Crumple and throw it away. He's going to use it as a suggestion so and he, then keep it moving. I think he's going to be very nice about it. Yeah, well, he'll be nice. Topper's a gentleman. Yeah, being nice and actually using it, that's a different thing. All right, lot to discuss here. Eagles, Super Bowl window, is it still open? And if the Foos can make one more big move, should it be to go out and get another player? Eric Kratzer at Blake Snell. We haven't talked about him in a while. He's also still available. Montgomery, Bellinger, or is it to re-sign Zach Wheel? Of course, it's also a try-day Friday here. We are looking for things today, a food combination, odd or different food combo that Hugh and I should try this weekend. Best answer, the one that piques our interest the most, four pack of tickets to the AC Boat Show. It is officially our first try-day on the show. Can we hear a little intro for try-day? So Battle Cook this one up. Uh, let's hear that. Uh, I'm not, now, I'm wondering when I play this if you're going to know the reference. So Let's see. Here's the try-day intro. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I, 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 I can understand it, but I can't place it's ringing, it. Is it ringing a bell It's for ringing you? a bell, but what that is it? sounds like it might be some Taylor Swift stuff. Well, maybe. So, I guess. Uh, it's I'm po- it's a popular the, thing. Like that's, there was a song that came out. The artist, her name was Rebecca Black. Okay. Uh, tw- oh, wow, 12 years ago now. 
So that's, I think he's sort of playing off of this. Do you have the real song? I have, yeah. Let me try to get to it right here. I mean, it would, this I was. I can hear it, but I can't place the. When this it, came out, it was like it was a big crushed one? as like maybe like the worst song okay. in history. Let's hear it. I hate it already. <laughs> I mean, just wait till you hear her start. Like, she's singing, uh, I think her, how her, her day gets started. So bad. I remember this song. It, it kind of, like, annoyingly gets stuck in your head the more you listen to oh, it. Oh, it's, yeah, like, and the, the hook, I mean, my goodness. But I get why he would use it. It works for the Tri-Day thing. It sure does. Yep. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, I, I like what Battle does. Battle okay. cleaned it up, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a terrible song. So, <laughs> you like, are you in on the intro, or does in Battle the, have to I'm make no, another one? No, I'm, I'm, no, 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 I'm fine with it, but I'm just saying It's kind of catchy, song. the intro, yeah. That's terrible. I'm, I'm out on the song, though. No more, no more. I can't wait. Yeah. We're going to hurt people's ears with the song. Yeah, he's playing now. Yeah, I know, yeah, he is. He plays. There it is. That, that That's, yeah. It's now stuck in my head. What are you doing to me? All right, let's let's get back to everyone. It's a try day. Not, oh not my gosh, it. it's awful. It is. All right, try day. Best answer today. Four pack of tickets to go to the AC Boat Show. All right, Terry's in Delaware talking about this Eagles Super Bowl window. What's up, Terry? Hey guys, can you hear me? Gotcha, what Terry. Up, Terry. All right, cool. Hey, thanks for taking the call, uh, gentlemen, ladies. Um, ladies. The window. <laughs> I got some food stuff. Got some food stuff put on the window. I think it's closed. I mean. I don't think you get in without breaking the glass because if they lose Fletcher, if they lose Brandon, maybe Kelsey and this guy Jurgens just doesn't look like he's got it. And the other thing that worried me at the end of the season was, uh, you know, you used to see Brady throw the throw the Microsoft surf, surface or breaking stuff all the time. And at the last few games, I didn't see uh, I didn't see Jalen over there looking at the at, at the, the last plays with anybody from the. Uh, the offense are trying to see what what happened. Yeah, he looked like a zombie down the stretch of the season. I, I don't know what, Terry, I don't know what happened. And I, I don't want to say he didn't care because I think he cares about winning a lot. But something happened where it just felt like he was mentally not where he needed to be. Yep. And my other thought, I'm not a, I'm not a football guy or a baseball guy. I mean, I couldn't, couldn't pay it if you, if you pay me. But I couldn't play if you pay me. But I think back, I'm old enough. I think back to the days maybe they need a good running back again. Because, you know, when they had Brian Westbrook in there, you were never worried. Once that ball in his hands, I was never worried. Well, never. They, yeah, they could use a, a better playmaker there. I think Swift is fine, but they could use another guy. Terry, give us a a, a, a combination here. Food combo we should try. All right, I'm, I'm going to hit it at the end because you took me down to two, but try Philippine barbecue. It's got all four flavors. You got brown sugar, you got soy, you got garlic, and you got apple cider vinegar or um, – or wine in there, but you marinate it, you, you, you skewer up pork tenderloin, and then you take it um, and uh, soak, it, soak it two days, marinate it two days, Philippine barbecue, and then skewer it and put it on charcoal grill. But hey, I, the, here, here's my deal. Here's my two, because you what took you me to two on it. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you were talking about mustard and, 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 and ketchup as a cover for food. I had That's what got me to call, man. I'm out here running errands, trying not to hit something. But anyway... The old stick me and pores are red mustard, man. You can't even find it anymore. I wish Engelhofer would make it. But red mustard? Red, it's a reddish type mustard. You can only find it in little condiment packets. My, my girls and my, my ex and I, we went down to Delaware State Park, Fort Delaware, and you go out there and ride on out there, and they had stick me and pour. It's an old Boston formula from like the late 1800s, early 1900s. It's a reddish type mustard. It is killer. 
killer. Oh, but here's my go-to. Here's my go-to. What so you, you were talking about macaroni and somebody putting something on it to cover it up. Yeah, ketchup. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, hold on, hold on a little. I agree with you on that. Ketchup only belongs on uh, your fries, your uh, scrambled eggs, and your uh, stuff. But anyway, you take macaroni and cheese, put some stewed tomatoes in that. That's like that's like firehouse farming um, cooking. Oh, my God. It is so good. Y'all ever had that? I haven't. Mac and cheese with the some stewed, toma- tomato? stewed no. tomatoes. I would try that, Terry. With, 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 with stewed tomatoes. Maybe five parts macaroni, one part stewed tomato. I, oh, how about that? You, Terry even gave us the five parts, one part. Terry, that's a good phone call. Terry, man, we appreciate it. So we got the uh, mac and cheese and the stewed tomatoes. And I guess the Philippine barbecue was just an idea for you. Uh, just which one do uh, I write down? Uh, I Red think mustard, it, Philippine barbecue. Uh, he, or, uh, he offered a lot there. I think mac and cheese with the stewed yes. tomatoes. Yeah, Hugh, I mean, he, he realized it's a long weekend. You could get your uh, Philippine barbecue stuff going. You need two days to marinate. I don't know about that. Man. You want a qu- See, Hugh wants a quick fix. He wants the long play on the Eagles defense, quick fix with his food. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't have that kind of time, man. You do. Stewing, you have a, you have, tomatoes. You've got a three-day weekend. No. I mean, but I'm, I'm kind of want something like the pizza. I can order the pizza and get some mustard. Okay. Boom. Try that. <laughs> uh, mu- uh, peanut butter on a burger. Boom. So he's factoring that. convenience into this. That's what I'm saying. You okay. have to. I mean, like look. y'all talking about stuff that I can't do because I ain't even got a place to stay yet. But you that, know what I mean? That, but that's not our last caller's you're, fault. You're, yeah, it is not his fault. But y'all acting like I actually have, a, like I'm actually settled. I still got boxes in the front room where I'm at. I'm, I'm, well, I don't even have a home yet. You got to take care I'm of that. I'm trying to take care of that. It's the off season. Yeah, I'm trying to take care of that. Um, I did I look up this red mustard thing. I am intrigued by the idea of red mustard. I've never seen it in a store. I think you got to go. Red mustard. No, red mustard. Never heard of that. I'm in. I mean, I, 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 again, I'm, I like mustard a lot. I'm in. David's in Germantown. What's up, David? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. What's How up, you doing? Hey, David, what's, what's up? On, man? I got a question, and Hugh mentioned this, I think, a couple days ago about players and what goes on in the locker room. So you recall Steve Wilkes getting fired, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, you for the Niners. The, not, yeah, he got great. <laughs> Like now, it, that was a bad – Like, like, it, like it, was was bad. it was his right, fault. Right, right. Now, now my, before you go thing, on, David, my guess is that was probably a year-long thing that there was something going on there. I can't imagine he got fired just for just for the game, one game. <laughs> he probably did. Well, if he wins the Super Bowl, does he stay? Probably. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I mean, probably, but I don't know. See, and that goes to my loyalty in the locker room. Because if Sirianni's the head coach, right? Now, he's you were a player, right? So yes. if he was the head – okay, yes. if he was the head coach – what is his title now? What does the head coach get involved in? If you got a coordinator that's calling plays on offense, you got a defensive coordinator. What does the head coach Motivator. He motivates people. He comes up with the flower speeches. So his title is, the does he have pause, any though. influence? Yeah. The pregnant pause for me. <laughs> no, I know it was a joke, but does he have any coaching input is my question. Like, when you come in the locker room, like, Oh, that's Coach. Hey, Coach, how you doing? I know, David, I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I would I, imagine would, his, would think so. his big thing is going to be game day. Fourth downs, punt, not punt, field goal, decisions. Is, yeah. Is he scripting, is he scripting plays? Is he, is I doubt he, it. I think he's in the offensive meeting helping okay. figure out how to to attack defense. But I don't even know if he's doing that because yeah, – He might bring the sandwiches in, the cheese I don't steaks. know, man, because it didn't look like <laughs> – like, all jokes aside, right. like, they didn't look like they – played to any of the teams that they played against weakness at any point. Arizona Cardinals came in here, one of the worst run defenses in the league. Threw it all day. Threw it all day, damn day long. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't understand that. 
But his play calling to me just looks like it's mediocre, like it's on a high school type level. It just looks like, hey, we're going to do this. Hey, well, this didn't work. Let's do that. It kind of looked like that. I get you. I got it. Like it's scripted. All right. So with that being said, I was going to talk baseball, but the Phillies don't. And I'm a baseball guy. I don't think. Did you see the Dodgers payroll? Not even a pay. You see who the Dodgers got? Otani and Yamamoto. Yeah, and Glass now. They got a lot. They are loaded. They're loaded. There's no way we win. There's no way. Well, there's a way, but it's, but the Dodgers are the favorite. Ain't throughout. And man, first pitch, and we already dead in the yeah, water. Yeah, no, they're not dead. Wow. They got they got a real chance. <laughs> David, give us a, a food combo we should try. What do you got? All right, Hugh might agree with this. I got two, but I'll give you the main one. I just ate this last night. Pigs feet and potato salad. No. And hot sauce. No. Woo! No. No, ain't nobody eating no pig's feet, man. We've come too no, far. No, pickles in a jar. I know no, that. But in a we, no, listen, David. No, we've come too far <laughs> to be eating pig's feet. No, 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 no. No. Oh, that's a flat no for David. No, we ain't eating no pig's feet. No. Wow, I'm not even writing that down. No, not at Black History Month. No, we ain't eating no pig's feet. No. You will get no argument from me. No, I'm out. Not, man, I'm listen, out when I was younger. And my dad is from the deep. He's from Brownsville, Tennessee. God rest his soul. This man used to lay in the bed <laughs> and had this big ass jar of pig's feet. Uh. And 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 it, what's the other one? Is call it uh, hog head cheese. <laughs> oh, <laughs> have you ever heard of? Have any of y'all ever heard of hog head <laughs> no, cheese? Somebody's listening right now. Know exactly what I'm talking about. You know what hoghead cheese is? Uh, no. And I did not know what it was. It's basically all the pig parts ground up, and they put, like, peppers in it and all this other stuff, and they use the gelatin from the pig Ugh. to make it into, like, a, a like a gel. And my dad used to sit there with crackers and eat this hoghead <laughs> cheese. And I, and, and, and I think back on that, and I'm like, hells no. I'm, I'm not eating no hog. You're talking I'm not me into this. No hog head cheese. It, gelatin? it sounds similar to like Scrapple, how Scrapple's made. And I love no. Scrapple, man. No, we've come too far as a people to be eating. Man, I'm not. Pig's feet. Pig's feet. Oh, no. and potato salad. All right, 215 592 9494. As people try to hold down their lunch as you went through that whole thing. <laughs> All right, is this Super Bowl window still open for the Eagles? I don't think it is. Who does? And Wheeler or another free agent? What should the Eagles, uh, Phillies, excuse me, prioritize? Now in spring training, when we come back, two potential 2024 Eagles are hitting the free agent mark. we got some big NFL news here, and I have an edict i got to lay down for the Eagles. It's a, it's a simple rule for Howie for the entire offseason. That's next, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the FanDuel app. This is FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. 
early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.